Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is October the 26th. Yes, it is. 2019. Strong hand. Unconfiscatable Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin personal responsibility is a new counterculture, deferral gratification. Relentless. I was relentless today. The internet went down about 10 minutes before the show was to go live. I fixed everything up. We're here live from Adelaide, Australia. Everyone check out yesterday's This Week in Bitcoin show. Neil Woodfine of Blockstream was on. You got to check it out, people. Retweet it. Retweet this show. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. And of course, questions and answers on this show. This is the Beyond Bitcoin show. I think I said Beyond Bitcoin show. It is the Beyond Bitcoin show. I hope I said that in the intro. <laughs> and if you got questions and answers, questions, I got your answers about non-Bitcoin topics. Type in Bitcoin Meister in the uh, live chat or do a super chat. I'll answer your questions. I want to thank, well, I want to say hello to my elite friends that are there in the chat. Hello, elite friends. You're tuning in. You're not watching that World Series. Yeah, it's Saturday night back where you are. It's Sunday afternoon here in Adelaide. Pound that like button. Oh, the world is a big old place. And Adrian, Adriana, who you saw on last week's This Week in Bitcoin show, she gave me this shirt uh, before I left uh, Australia. Uh, before I left Sydney, very nice present. You guys can check out BitcoinSydney.com if you want more information on the Bitcoin scene in Sydney. BitcoinSydney.org. Excuse me, BitcoinSydney.org. It's linked to below. Everything I talk about is linked to below. Satoshi Nakamoto, well, he's not my hero. I don't have heroes. I don't believe in hero worship and all that nonsense. But you get the point of the shirt. Um, and this is a, it's a beautiful shirt. And if you want the shirt, contact the, yeah, Adriana. I can, I can hook you up, I guess. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Adriana and John and, uh, and Hass and, and everyone in, uh, in Sydney. It was a good time. So let's let's move on. Let's start with an inspirational quote uh, for everyone because this is the Beyond Bitcoin show. Naval, naval. This is from the naval bot, but this is from Naval, who is just a genius. Become the best in the world at what you do. Keep re redefining what you do until this is true. <laughs> so again, compete against yourself, right there. But yeah, everyone is unique. You can uh, become the best at what you do, uh, and everyone can do something that's very unique. So thus, if you're the only person doing something, uh, you'll, you'll be the best at the world at, at doing that one thing. So uh, I like the tweet. It's inspirational. I'm a positive guy. Navel's a positive guy. Thanks for inspiring me to become a strong hand, says 123NoScope. I have so many friends you have so many friends that is good and it's good to have a uh, to be a strong hand now you don't have need to have a million friends or anything like that having a close uh, circle of friends that's good having uh internet friends good real life friends whatever it's all good and one two three so uh you said i have so many friends that admire you and helped us to uh you helped us to acquire bitcoin 
Yes, awesome. Dancing with the Stars is on. Hurry up, says Vention. <laughs> That's a joke on his part. But uh, yes. And by the way, one, two, three, no scope. You, uh, you said that in two different sentences there. That's why I, I, you might have a lot of friends. You were trying to say you have a lot of friends that, uh, that also follow me, I guess. Very cool. But people, yeah, it's good to have friends that have stuff in common with you. But you know, you have one, two, three, four friends. That you don't have to have two hundred friends and show them all off on Instagram or whatever. One, two, three, four friends. As long as you got a couple people to talk to, you could be a loner and everything and be happy also. But have some family, whatever. Uh, because eventually, you do. Uh, I think. I think it's very difficult just to be the uh, solitaire, solitary person, never talking to anyone. I, I wouldn't want to be that. Um, again, I'm all, I'm on my own all the time, traveling all around. But I've got the internet. I talk to you dudes every day. I can talk to my family every day. The internet is so amazing, just connecting you to people. All right, that was a little off topic there. <laughs> you got me off topic. One, two, three, no scope. Uh, but I wonder. Also, speaking of friends and family, yesterday I, I knew I don't. You know, we're not going to get the days confused here. But it's, it's Sunday here, Saturday where you are. But Bitcoin had a, a surge, okay, in for you fiat freaks out there. And you want me to talk about that, but I'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. But I'll talk about it a little bit now. Now, what, what some people on the internet got a little confused about, and, I, and this is your reminder, um, I do my This Week in Bitcoin show before sundown on Friday, wherever I am, because my little thing is I don't do my shows during Shabbat. Shabbat is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown, okay? There you go. Now, I've said this before. So I am off the internet during Shabbat. So all you people who try to contact me then, please just try to think Adams in Adelaide. Let me do the math. Oh, that's why he's not tweeting about this price thing. Oh, that's why he's not doing a show now. It's Shabbat. So where he is, now it might not be about where you are, but I'm going to be in Adelaide for the next month. I've been in Australia for a week, over a week now. So I, I, a little, people were confused. They're like, Adam, why are you saying anything? Because Adam didn't get your message until after Shabbat was over. So, um, and I didn't get your, all the people that sent me DMs and stuff that I haven't gotten back to you yet. So I, I I'd appreciate it if people realized, you know, if something big happens during Shabbat where I am, there you go. That's why Adam's not making a show about it or Adam's not tweeting about it and giving information because he's not on the internet. He's at, at Shoal or something. Um, now, again, a lot of you are going to forget that because you forgot that the last time I said this same exact thing, basically. Uh, but uh, it's funny. It's funny for the fiat freaks out there. Uh there, there was some dude that was uh, bragging about how uh, because of the uh, the death cross or whatever that I I was joking. I said, you know, this death cross thing. Who cares if there was a death cross in a day in October and the price went down to seventy two hundred dollars? I said, who cares when you're thinking about long term what the price is going to be after the, the in twenty twenty one in twenty twenty? What? Why do you care? What did the death cross day? And the person was bragging. Saying, oh, he put his money into Tether. Oh, my God. What a horrifying, horrifying situation to be in when all of a sudden uh, uh, President G or whatever or whatever happened, the price went up by $1,000. Um, 
for the fiat freaks, okay? And so you suddenly you didn't have you, you had tether instead of Bitcoin, which was worth a lot more money. What a horrible, horrible situation to be in. So again, this is why we say uh, value worth in Bitcoin. This is why you don't time crosses and do all because you don't know when something like that is going to happen. And we have lived through that so many times. And I have said this so many, it'll go down by a thousand in some days, it'll go up by a thousand. Now, it just, it went up by, it was insane. for a moment, it was up by 3,000. Um, and it ended up being up by 2,000. And there are a lot of reasons. This is the Beyond Bitcoin show. We're not going to get into that. But I, I did want to use this as a reminder of why, you know, I wasn't, I'm not talking about it until now because I, it was Shabbat. So, and that's my thing. And uh, for, and it's just funny, all the, all the, it's so typical after we have, we've also had the Libra FUD. Uh, this is the third time with something Libra FUD hearings where the price drops. And then once it's all out of the system, it, it goes back up again. We've done this so many times. And yet we still have people who panic, who think something's wrong when Zuckerberg or whoever they send up there gets grilled by these morons. Uh, there's something wrong with Bitcoin. <laughs> it's, just, it's just people can't connect reality. Uh, that's not That has nothing to do with Bitcoin when uh, AOC is yelling at uh, or, or, or Presley is yelling at, at Zuckerberg. It has nothing to do with Bitcoin. And, but, but people play on that. They play on that and they sell, sell, sell. And then when it's over, they buy back. And you know, I'm not, I'm not going to give reasons why all this, all this price fluctuation happens. But we've seen it happen around. We've seen it happen around the uh, the Facebook stuff before. We'll see it happen around it again. This is why you buy and hold. You don't. You, you do not sell. You do not go into tether because you think it's some uh, a death cross. Does the Death Cross know about what, what the Chinese premier says? Does the Death Cross know? No, the Death Cross has not, is not a, is no knowledge of anything. It's, it's not a brain. Um, and it can't predict. It does, it, it does not predict what, some, what a communist in China makes an announcement. It doesn't, or a pseudo-communist, whatever he is. All right. We got a lot of people jumping in here, too, but no questions. Good. Um. Someone says, Adam, when Baltimore Bitcoin conference? Never. And dude, I don't live in Baltimore. I travel around the whole world. I'm from there originally. So there's like no Baltimore uh, Bitcoin community, basically. It's ridiculous. Um, and uh, no, I'm not. I wouldn't put on anything there uh, at this point. It's, it's ridiculous. There's just no, they're, they're, the people of Baltimore are interested in virtue signaling and uh, having being, you know, having more drug addicts on the streets and just, just ridiculous is spending government money. That's not, but Bitcoin is, that's not what I am. Um, it's not, it's not a place. And again, they should have known about, they, everyone's had a chance to get big in the Bitcoin, but they've just become poorer and poorer and more complaints and more, and more reliant on the government, more funerals to a virtue signal at of the leaders who die. Um, you know, just living their lives uh, through these vicious, corrupt leaders in, in Baltimore city. Uh, and uh, let's, so, uh, okay. Here. So uh, what is this global news? Oh, 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 an idea of mine here. Here's an idea. There's a lot of people that think Puerto Rico should become a state, but then 
there's certain uh, leaders that don't want Puerto Rico to become a state. But, oh, it'll, it'll be uh, it'll be a democratic state. It'll help them in the electoral college. It'll help them in the Senate and the Congress. Well, now we have this news, uh, and this is news to me as an American. I think Canadians have known about this much longer. And I linked to a story about Alberta wanting to secede. Alberta, there's just a lot of elections in in Canada, and Alberta is really leaning uh, conservative compared to the rest of Canada. And Alberta, there are people in Alberta who want to secede, who want to leave. So Alberta has about 4 million people in it. Puerto Rico has about 3 million people in it. If they both joined the United States, became states. Now, again, the Albertans, I know you're saying, you're saying, no, we want to secede from Canada. But hey, I'm giving you another idea, giving you another option. Alberta, Puerto Rico become the 51st and 52nd state at the same exact time. Each one gets two senators. Um, each one will get three or four congressmen because they're very similar in population. Well, make sure they'll get the same amount of electoral college votes, which will be five or uh, five or six or four or five, whatever it is. I'm not doing the math on that right now. Um, yeah, and but but so there'll be no, and one will be conservative, one will be liberal, and hey, no one will come, no one will have a complaint. The senators, they'll be accepted. Now, there's a lot of other issues also, but I want to toss that one out on the table to you, political freaks out there, because that would be a compromise. That would be an interesting compromise. But and again, Alberta people are like, wait a second, Alberta and Puerto Rico have the same. Same say? Well, they yeah, they have basically the same popular number of people. Alberta's gigantic, uh, four million, but it's four million people and three million people. It would be very similar. Um, so now it would be three or four elected. Who cares? Three or four or five electoral college. I'm not going to get into it. Um, I'm not doing the math. But uh, so wait, how do they do? Yeah. Congressman. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They would either have, I I don't know. The, I'm trying to cap, ca, compare their populations to the population of Wyoming, which has three electoral votes, one congressman. So, and I don't know the population of Wyoming. Uh, and I don't know the population of Hawaii. They would probably be whatever Hawaii has right now. Does Hawaii have four electoral, has four electoral votes? If you have four electoral votes, then you have two. You have two congressmen and two senators. Everybody gets two senators. That's the thing. Okay, enough. I got wasted way too much time on U.S. politics. That would that would be interesting, though. Fifty-first and fifty-second states. There, I, I I'd be up for that compromise. I I hey, I had fun in San Juan, and I love Calgary. I, I love Calgary, Edmonton, Red Deer. I love them all. I love I love Alberta. I love the people in Alberta. Uh, but they're different than the people in Puerto Rico. And and I don't think Canada would want to give up uh, their uh, the oil riches in uh, the natural resources of Alberta. Brian, the UK Bitcoin master is up. It's the middle of the night here and I can't sleep. So turning in at 4 a.m., pound that like button. Tower Comics says, Bitcoin master, I live in Alberta. <laughs> and separating is not realistically feasible maybe to join maybe joining the usa though oh dude well i'm glad towers comic i'm glad you you think it's more it's you think it's more realistic to join the usa than to just uh become your own independent country uh that that and logically we're thinking about that yeah probably 
Uh, maybe that gives them more leverage to get out of Canada. But would they, would they, the Canadian federal authorities, would they be more offended by joining the U.S. or by, be more offended by uh, just becoming your own independent country? Which would, would they be harder at trying to keep you in there? Or, may, or would they be equal? Would their claws be equally as strong? Would their hands be equally as strong? Now, I don't like that, that kind of strong hands. I don't like when a federal government straw, has strong hands on a, uh, on a state or on a province. I don't like that. Although it would be nice if federal go governments were to wise up, buy Bitcoin, and have strong hands that way. And that's what people were freaking out that Xi in China was implying. Now, if G is really buying Bitcoin, and, and then he did not say that, he said the words blockchain. But if, if he's really buying, if China is really buying block, uh, Bitcoin, uh, well, that's really good for China. And uh, the price of Bitcoin will, will, you think it just skyrocketed in terms of fiat. And I, again, on the, on the next show, we're going to go, there were kind of two steps to that fiat uh, free jump yesterday or whenever it was. There, there was definitely one that had something to do with the news. And then there, there was one that might have been overcompensation, might have been something weird. But we'll talk about that tomorrow. Alaska has two senators and one house rep. Yeah, but I think if and, – and so, yes, Hawaii is now two and two. So I, I think – and Wyoming is two and one. So I, I, I believe Alberta and Puerto Rico, if you look at the chart where they would fit in, they would be two and two. And they might even be two and three. But I don't have the chart. I should have looked into that beforehand. You you guys could just uh, – there's a Wikipedia page that shows all the Uniteds, all the states, how many uh, uh, senators and congressmen they have. And that's the senator plus congressman numbers, how many electoral college votes you have. And I should have explained that a little bit uh, better beforehand. <laughs> all right. Now let's let's talk a little bit more about let's talk about Baltimore real quick. Someone brought up Baltimore. And I stumbled upon videos of a guy. His name is Frank Conway. His father was also named Frank Conway. And uh, the reason this Frank Conway Jr. even got elected was because his, people were familiar with his father's name. And uh, the dude doesn't make much sense to, to put it nicely. He is a uh, in the house of uh, what's it called in the the the, uh, the low, not, not the state senate. He's in the uh, I can't think of it now. The, the house it's the house equivalent in the state of Maryland, House of Delegates. He's in the House of Delegates in the state of Maryland. He represents Baltimore's fortieth uh, one of the one of the representatives of Baltimore's fortieth district, which is a, a lot of West Baltimore, which uh, Elijah Cummings actually represented in the United, United States Congress. There's overlap. My point in saying this, I have linked to the videos so you can see for yourself this guy named Frank Conway Jr. And you can watch his videos, and they're old videos now. Someone uploaded them a, a few years ago, and they're still out there, though. And you're going to say to yourself, wait a second. How does anyone vote for this person as a representative of them? Because he literally, in the videos, he makes no sense. And he has written books that also make no sense. And it's all linked to below. The name of one of his books is Baptist Gnostic Christian Eubonic Kundalinian Spiritual Key Do Hermeneutic Metaphysics, colon the word, colon hermeneutics. 
No, that's really the name of the book. And it makes as much sense as the title. Check it out yourself. It is linked to below. And it just shows you how mindless voters can be. Okay. And it's the voting class is not an intelligent class. Um, and people are depending on their leaders. And if you're, if you're a big fan of uh, the people, I, I mean, it, it shows you the, the pitfalls of uh, uh, the low-level politics when it just devolves into democracy. When it's, we're going to vote, we're going to vote for uh, this representative. He's going he's gonna to fix everything for us. And uh, they're, they're not smart decisions. And this translates into many of the people. And again, Frank Conway isn't supposed to solve these people's problems. I, I think they think he's going to. I think, well, they, they, there's a mentality that they, the leaders like Elijah are, are supposed to. But uh, you can see the people don't put much thought in their leaders. Uh, they don't put much thought in this process when their leader is makes no sense. So how much thought do they put in their own lives? Probably not very much because a lot of them aren't doing too well. And the, the West Baltimore is falling apart. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's quite unfortunate. But you'll get a little insight into Baltimore if you watch this dude's video. And then you'll be like, whoa, what is this? This really can't be real. Now, it's not just a Baltimore thing. In Argentina, here's an article from Foreign Affairs. Uh Kirchner facing nearly a dozen criminal charges, charges poised to become Argentina's next vice president. Yet, Cristina Fernandez uh, Kirchner is uh, about to become the next vice president of Argentina after uh, she, you know, was part of this socialist uh, policies over there, implemented all sorts of hor horrifying uh, financial policies and. She got voted out. She's also uh, is involved with criminal cases. But hey, they know the name and they're going to vote her back in again. And this is similar to the Conway thing. And it just shows you the mentality of the 80% voting class. These are their, this is their decision-making process. I don't know if it can be fixed when they vote for people uh, that, make no, <laughs> that make no sense on a lot of different levels. So guys... Don't rely on leaders. Try to uh, get out of uh, communities and situations where politics plays too much of a role and uh, decide your own fate. And don't put all your uh, – don't value your wealth in voting. And, okay, we've got uh, – all right, moving on. So that's Argentina. Now, I've been watching this Edward Snowden interview by Joe Rogan over a few days. It's, uh, it's long. And what I've gathered so far is that – and I'm playing it at 2X. Just I've been you – know, I had to move from Sydney to Adelaide. That, that took up some time. It was Shabbat. Uh, Edward Snowden has said that the many in the government are completely self-serving. Uh, they are corrupt. And uh, they're definitely not working for the people. At the same, they're not very. This, this is the thing. Um, they're not. A lot of you out there put so much stock. You know, the government's so powerful. The government can do, can can. Uh, you know, they they control everything. They're so smart. These people aren't smart. 
I mean, the insight that he's giving in, it, there's a lot of corruption. There's no doubt about that. But uh, yeah, the, the amount of damage that they can do, there's only so much damage they can do too, because they're trying to save their own butts at, at the same time. So it's an, it's an insightful video. It's linked to below, but it ter- and he even says, the people who think they're, they're, they're no mass conspiracies or anything like that. Now they need more. They d- definitely are their problems. They're whistleblowers. It, it's a shame what's, what's happened to him. Uh, people uh, don't want to go. People are scared. They know what they know that the government is corrupt and self-serving and they don't want to tell on the government because they don't want to lose their job. They're connected. They're too hooked up in, into the whole circuit. So props to him for willing to, you know, be willing to give it all up to expose some of the nonsense that's going on over there. But uh, the, the federal government and the uh, deep state, whatever you want to call it, only so much damage they can they can do. Uh, they don't control you. You control yourself. Pound that like button. And they're corrupt as anything. And that corruption really, and the corruption and stupidity of the government prevents them from really, really getting just a, a really changing things in a massive, hor- horrifying way and just imprisoning everyone or something horrible like that. All right. <laughs> uh, what is this next thing here? Oh, rich kids and poor kids now grow up in separate Americas. Growing up with two parents is now unusual in the working class, while two parent families are normal and becoming more common among the upper middle class. So yeah, people are guilting, uh, you're rich, you have two parents, you're horrible. You're, you're mid- No, you should kind of be looking at it from a different perspective. Uh, the single mother thing, it's not working at all. It's keeping people down, it's keeping people poor. It's, if you've got two loving parents, um, you're, you're likely to, be on a path toward middle class dumb or up, upper upper middle class, upper class. It really starts you out in the – it shouldn't be vilified. It shouldn't be said it's old-fashioned. People shouldn't be – you shouldn't feel bad that you have two parents. They raised you the right way, and now you're rich or you're in the middle class. Uh, you shouldn't strive. That it's, it's pretty simple, dudes. Um, you create your own problems when you become a single mother. All right. And I know some people didn't choose that path. Obviously that there's tragic situations out there, but there's a bunch of people out there that think they can have the government as their father. And it's really not working out. And we're creating two separate societies here where people are, you know, you've got two parents and it's really happy. It's really nice. I mean, I got to tell you, seeing my my siblings uh the way they raise their kids they're too they're they're doing great um the way i was raised with my two parents my father and my mother um what a great what a great foundation just and i see the success of my siblings myself um and other people that i grew up with that had uh you know and, and there are obviously there are exceptions there are plenty of people that parents were divorced they've done fine they've done great um, but you are, it's like two separate societies now. And when you have that two parent base, I mean, you get a lot, you just, 
you get along with more pe with people who are, are more successful, who are happier, and you just you live off of it. You, you that vibe that you get from other two parent household people. Um, it's very positive, and you become more positive. You become more successful. And then these people that are down in the dumps in the gutter with living off the government, living off the one, they're getting worse and worse. It's we're going in two different directions here. And I think that answer is quite, it's, it's simple. It's simple. If you're, if you're not ready to have kids, don't have kids. Um, have when you're, have, if you're ready to have kids, when you, you've got a good, uh, good male, female, uh, well, okay. looks like that. <laughs> when you got a good mom and a dad, whatever that may be. Uh, when you're ready to be a good mom and a dad, when, when you, you already got your finances in order and stuff. Uh, and again, I say go value your wealth and women and everything like that. I'm not married, um, but it is, it's a good, and I don't have any kids. So that's, that's real important right there too. Um, but yeah, if, if you want to have kids, have a partner, right. And, and know that you're, and, and, not, and you're not doing it just to fit in. Um, you know, it's going to last. All right. Enough of that. Uh, we had some, we want to have some comments there. Oh no. Okay. Single mom. Um, now someone says it takes a village. No, it, it takes a mom and a dad. It takes a mom and a dad. <laughs> the village thing, not working. Uh, the village, it's <laughs> the two, the one parent household, the mom, I'm depending on the village of Baltimore. Oh my God. You should see all the kids that are raised by the single moms and the village of Baltimore. It's it's really tragic. It's really tragic. It's it's go to Baltimore. We'll see you in a second. Um, yeah, all right. Where do we have? We got Snowden. We talked about rich kids and poor kids now grow up in separate Americas. Yeah, it's separate. It is. It's separate Americas. It's unfortunate for those uh, poor kids. It really is, but. Uh, a lot of a lot of them would not be well. A lot of them probably wouldn't exist, but a lot of them wouldn't be poor if they just had uh, parents. Uh, all right, here Steve Hankey uh, retweeted this uh, quote of uh, Ron Paul: "Our country's founders cherished liberty, not democracy." Pound that like button. Our country's founders cherished liberty, not democracy. I'm not a Ron Paul fan, really. Um, but I, I'm a fan of that quote, dude. I'm definitely a fan of that quote. Because people, the whole Ron Paul thing, people put him up on a pedestal, start worshiping him, and he's got issues himself. Um, but our country, if you go back, we just did, the founders just didn't want people, uh, they wanted people to leave them alone, let them do, go their own way. And democracy doesn't leave people alone. With democracy, 51% can vote to invade your life. And, uh, Tell you what you have to do in, in your bedroom, what you have to do inside of your house, who you else you have to support. That's what democracy is. Liberty is freedom. Liberty is you doing whatever is you as long as it's not hurting anyone else, you're free to do what you want. Okay. That's what they, they wanted a system where people would be free to do what they want if it didn't mess with other people's lives. Uh, that's not what democracy is. That democracy is really the the, the path to uh, unfreedom. All right, uh, hang on. I got something in my mouth. Oh, what is this? I had a hair in my mouth. That was gross. Had to take. Didn't want you guys to see that. Can you still see my shirt? Let me check out. Uh, 
The podcast people are like, no, I don't got to see your shirt. All right. Yeah, there we go. It's a nice looking shirt. Again, I don't, I don't have a hero. That was one of the things I said. Um, I, I said it at my father's uh, funeral, actually. I said, I had a father. I had a father, man. That that was, uh, you don't you don't need heroes when you, you have a father. That I'll, I'll say that. A blessed memory, my father. All right, moving on. Um, let me see. James Clear. Jimmy Song says, the biggest... The biggest wins are all cutting out the worst things in your life. Sugar, processed foods, drugs and alcohol, news slash propaganda, toxic people. Yeah, that's a good thing, man. It's a big win when you can cut out waste, or as you said, the worst things in your life. And something everyone here can do really easily, sugar, processed foods right there. I cut that. That's a win. You'll feel like you accomplished quite so, so much. And maybe it's just one aspect of sugar and processed foods. Like I got rid of soda and you, you'll be, you'll be like, yeah, that's a big win, man. That's a big win right there. Toxic people is harder because a lot of people, news and propaganda. That's easy. Drugs and alcohol. That's easy for me to cut out, but a lot of people that's hard to cut out of their lives. All right, James Clear, this is one. Oh, this is great. Systems are for people who care about winning repeatedly. Goals are for people who care about winning once. That is an awesome breakdown of the uh, goals versus systems lifestyle. Right? You have a goal. You want to be rich. Well, that's a good goal. And then once you're rich, then what? You won. You won once, which is it's good to become rich, no doubt about it. Pound that like button. But uh, with a system, you're you're doing something every day. You're meeting, get, getting involved in new uh, endeavors every day, meeting new people. And so my system, as everybody knows, is a new show every day. That is Adam Meister's system. A new show every day about Bitcoin <laughs> or beyond Bitcoin, whatever. Uh, and wow. So it's not just about winning once every day I'm winning and every day, who knows these shows have brought up so much good in my life, whether it's, you know, I I'm, I'm content people all over the world watch this and have given me so many opportunities, allowed me to stay places, allowed me to speak places. And so the, the tweet really rings true with me there. Systems are for people who care about winning repeatedly. Goals, I don't, you know, winning, I don't exactly like that word, but uh, being successful repeatedly. Uh, goals are for people who care about winning once. So it's it's the whole successful, it's a successful lifestyle is, is the system. It's just a lifestyle of success and it's being in motion. You never know what you're, what you're going to stumble on with, with a system. With a goal, you can become too fixated on it. And you will, perhaps you will get it eventually and get that one win, but then what? All right. So, uh, and Scott Adams talks a lot about that. Uh, what is, uh, but yeah, James Clare made it very clear there. Now, I don't know if this is true. This is from Pear Bylund. The average American watches nearly five hours of television every day. That's 150 hours a month, just shy of four full-time full work weeks on average. 
Uh, sorry to be judgmental, but that's insane. <laughs> yeah, man. Four full, I think he means four full-time work weeks a year. If that's true, that is insane. And no wonder people are so obese in America. How can that be true? The average American watches nearly five hours of television every day? It cannot be true. That is just not being in motion though, right there. I, I will say that. 150 hours a month? Dudes, let, let's pray that isn't true. Please tell me that isn't true, people. All right, but on, on a similar note, and this is not as bad as sitting your butt watching TV five hours, nearly five hours a day. I mean, I, I, can, I guess some people on the weekend, they watch it for eight hours a day and then it blends into the, and then some people are unemployed and they just watch it eight hours every day and that becomes your average. I, I, I don't know. It's horrifying to me. Absolutely horrifying to me that people are living their lives through TV like that. But here's an article from AOL of all places. I guess this is Huffington or whatever. East Rutherford, New Jersey, this is coming from, which is west of uh, New York City. American, American Dreams 3 million plus square foot combined theme park, water park, ice rink, ski hill, cinema, and live performance center shopping and dining destination share similar concepts with Triple Five's other marquee properties, Minneapolis's Metro Mall of America, I've been there before, and Edmonton's West Edmonton Mall, I didn't go there, with the exception of its entertainment to retail ratio. While those two establishment malls, established malls offer 20% entertainment and 80% retail, American Dream is 55% entertainment and 45% retail. American Dream's currently open entertainment options include more than 35 rides along with multiple roller coasters and a skating rink. Okay, now why am I bringing this up? Taking your kids to amusement parks, I think they can be fun. I, I, I think that can be fun. I, and water parks, it can be fun. It can be a great way to spend. Um, but they're at these, I remember uh, being in Mall of America. I mean, it's, it's a lot of rough uh, the, the shopping, and I'm glad this one that's in East Rutherford, I guess that's the Meadowlands out there. <laughs> um, it's near the uh, stadiums, I assume, uh, where the Giants play and, uh, and Jets. But uh, there's, there's only – getting them hooked on shopping – you know, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a saver, not a, not a uh, spender. So uh, America has gotten just, or the whole Western world is just so spending oriented that they've created these huge places where you can worship the, uh, the almighty consumerism. And again, it's not something I worship and it's not almighty to me, but to America it, it is. And to, to the Western world, it is because at West Edmonton Mall is obviously in Canada. Now, I, and, and it becomes a tourist spot too. So I, I, I had to see, uh, I didn't have to see it, but it was uh, right before I went to the airport that day in Minneapolis. This is 2015. I, I saw that thing. It's also historical. It's also where uh, the, the stadium used to be, where the Twins uh, played, where the Orioles defeated the Twins in the 1969 and 1970 ALCS. Oh, that's too much baseball now. Now, um, so 
it's it's a bit extreme, hyper consumerism to the max there, but it's a free world. If people want to do that, if 80 percenters want to go there, fine. And it's fun to take your kids there, fine. Don't become addicted to it. Don't put shopping on a pedestal. So many spenders, so many spenders. Save, don't spend. So I'm telling you a little spend story out there. But hey, don't get too intrigued by this stuff, okay? Don't don't end up, uh, you know, you take it to the, the kids to the water park there in New Jersey. And then, hey, I'll let them play over there. And I'm going to go to every single place to go shopping. Come on, people. Be, be, be in, you, you have self-control. You don't need the latest and greatest designer jeans. And these huge mega mall places, hey, don't, don't complain to me and say you have no savings when you've been going there for so long, okay? Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Sure, it can be fun to shop. It is definitely fun to take the kids to the water mall, to the, the, the water park, and to go ice skating. I haven't been ice skating in a while. I, I'd like to do that, I guess. It's fun. But hey, if you end up going broke from these things, it's your fault. Sure, it's tempting. It's not their fault that you were tempted that you ended up at the, at the water park or at the, uh, the, the mega shopping center. Uh, it does say a lot about the Western world. We keep building them bigger and more complex, this whole shopping thing. You can shop and go to the water park at the same time. And, and go to the ice rink. I mean, the water and ice, same place. Wow. <laughs> so the 80%, there are people out there that are getting really angry that, uh, that the, they think that since Russian organizations and Iranian organizations apparently have wasted money by buying uh, advertisements on Facebook, that they're manipulating that the they're manipulating the elections. Okay, our people are not that stupid. Those ads, I, they you think that's going to change someone's mind to, to vote for uh, Trump instead uh, instead of Clinton or whoever? These uh, who if foreign if foreign interference entities want to buy ads on. In, on private entities? Why? Who cares? It's so ridiculous. The reason that so some people are up in arms, well, some people just want to, uh, it's outrage theater, obviously. But there's some manipulate, uh, some organizations that, that are used to the old way. You know, when there were three TV, three TV stations, and it was easy to manipulate people through the news, and through advertising, people just didn't get a lot of information. The 80% manipulators, the people who had a really easy time at shaping the mindset of 80%ers for years and years are really threatened. They no longer have a monopoly on what they used to do. So when even silly things like this happen, they are threatened. They are threatened. You're throwing your money away with most of those Facebook advertisements. Okay, you're just making a Zuckerberg uh, richer in, in terms of shaping people's political views. I mean, I know 80 percenters. Uh, some of them aren't very smart, but <laughs> some of the stuff that apparently foreign entities have paid for—it's ridiculous. It's just—it's a total—it's a total waste of money. Compete, don't complain, you people who are, had advertising agencies or whatever you had in the, in the old world, things are changing. Anyone can buy uh, 
advertisements now, and there's so many different types of targeting and compete. Don't complain. Don't. Why are you threatened by Russian bots? Or so ridiculous. Um, all right. Someone asked. We were talking about a travel. Uh, Frequent flyer miles last time. I forgot to mention you know, some, some credit cards, like city credit cards, offer better uh, points. I got points back from city credit cards in the past, and those were easier to use for travel than like the the travel uh, points directly from the airlines, from the airline points, the frequent flyer points. It was easier to use. And again, there's bureaucracy with the city points too, but it was much, it was easier to set up Uh city. You know, I, I had spent, uh, spent some money over a long period of time on that city card. And I was like, what are these city points? I'm like, Oh, this will be able to get me to Japan. It was when I is in 2016 when I, I forgot where did I, where was I before I was in Japan? When I, Oh, when I bought the ticket from Singapore to Japan, yeah. Singapore to Tokyo, I bought it through the city, uh, the city, card site and because I and it was free because I had these points and it was easier than the frequent flyer miles. So someone had asked about frequent flyer miles before. Uh, for those of you who spend on your credit cards and for various reasons we all do pay off your credit card is so you do when I spend on my credit card, I don't have interest accrue, God forbid, God forbid. But um you earn some of these give you these points that you can use on travel. And I'd say the city the city card's easier to do uh, traveling uh with free travel with them, the freaking uh, airline miles through the airlines themselves. And I was going to talk about uh, two more things. Black pill. Uh, Economic Invincibility has a, a video on the black pill, which I believe is people take the black pill. They just see how, oh, the world is ending soon or how how down things are. And he, and this is all my doom, my doom. He's on the same page as me of talking about doom, but he calls it black pill, the economic invincibility dude. He says, people, some things are never going to change. Okay. So don't, don't worry about them. Don't wait for the end of the world. Okay. Don't wait for the end of the world, waiting for something to change, waiting for the big economic collapse. It's and you've taken the black pill and you realize the economic collapse is on the, way, the, the on the way. He mentions people that have been waiting since the seventies. I've said the same thing. Check out the video; it reinforces some of the. It, he says it from a different perspective. He combines the black pill thing into it. All right, I'm going to talk very quickly about the Jewish holiday of Sukkot that we just had. It's uh, basically eight days, but then if you count it. If you count if you count Shemini Atzeret as part of it, and then the next, then the ninth day, you can well, then a separate holiday is Simchas Torah during um, during Sukkot. Basically, Jewish people uh, eat meals in a uh, a hut. Not a hut. I wouldn't say they, they set up a uh, a building, four walls or three walls connected to another building, and thatched roof with uh, with. Uh, Branches on top, you can see it. So the religious, some of the real religious, they sleep in it. And it's celebrating uh, food and harvest. It's kind of like a Thanksgiving, I guess. Uh, and you, you shake a lulab, these branches, and an etrog, this, this fruit. 
And I actually, in Baltimore, before I left, it was the, the first and the second day I, I did it there. Um, and then it ended when I was in Sydney with Shaminiat Seret, which I, I went to synagogue on and everything. So it's, uh, I guess the way to, to sum it up, it's a Thanksgiving holiday that, and it's right after, you know, it's right after Yom Kippur. You, all you guys hear about Jewish people celebrating Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Sukkot is pretty fun for kids. And I, I think it's, it's a happy holiday. There's not some Jew, many Jewish holidays are not happy at all. It's a happy uh, Thanksgiving festival eating, uh, eating type. And again, I'm not a big eater or anything like that. And I didn't eat in the sukkah, but I walked into the sukkah and saw other people doing things in the sukkah. And so you, you in, in New York, you'll see sukkahs or in Jewish areas. Sometimes most of you, like 99% of you watching this, do, do not encounter um, Orthodox Jewish people or even. Uh, lesser religious Jewish people who set up sukkahs. So it's linked to below. You can, you can, you can read about uh, what, what Sukkot is. Some people pronounce it sukkahs. Uh, and it's a, it's a fun Jewish holiday. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. People, people have questions about it. Uh, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Definitely. That was a beyond Bitcoin show, wasn't it? Pound that like button, click on the squares, check out those recent shows. Tomorrow I'll talk. I'll, I'll satisfy your fiat freak dreams, and I'll talk about the Bitcoin price surge. Oh my God, China and Facebook and this and that and the other. Click on the squares. See you later. Bye.